0: I'm OJ Nanobi of the Toronto Raptors, and you're listening to the Double Clutch Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Double Clutch NBA Podcast. I'm one of your usual hosts, Matthew Wellington. I'm joined tonight once again by Mike Miller. Oh yeah, I'm um, a bunch
0: of minutes now, <laughs> Good old Yanis. Hello.
1: I've been waiting two weeks for that. <laughs> right, it was the weekend. It was like Sunday, wasn't it? I meant me. I haven't been on the show in two weeks. Oh, right, you did okay. the last one. You, you, you and Joe were shouldering the load for a bit.
0: Yeah, that that is that is true. No, yeah, uh, that, that's one of my favorite quotes so far this season. <laughs> um, what an epic two points they were.
1: Yeah, Joe, Joe Holbert was rounding into perfect form on that last podcast. Actually, it was uh, it was impressive stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, he was. I was trying to keep up with him. It was like MVP, MVP form. Like everyone's getting into it, you know. the The site's been busy the last month and a bit, which is really cool because, like, the last few years, and you'll know it because, like, we've been doing this a while as a team, and we've either like hit the season running or we've kind of flunked. But this year, we're we we're, we're like in a level playing field every every week or so. So that's 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 nice. And there's some good feedback around some of the. Um, the articles and stuff that the likes of Hugh and, and Ben and Sam have been doing recently um, there was a Grizzlies piece went up today called um, Behind an Iconic Duo the Grizzlies Can Still Roar and it's it's basically about how the Grizzlies have you know exceeded expectations this season with Mike Conley and Marcus Soller still like the big key cause of that team and I'd, I'd you know thoroughly recommend people go out and read it but we've seen some good feedback on Twitter from the sort of hashtag MNUKRAE, um crowd already so there's, there's a lot of good work going in so far this year doubleclutch.uk
0: nice <laughs> I, I thought I'd be concise with that one yeah go check it out there's loads of good stuff on there you know it um, and make sure you make sure you're subscribing if you're not subscribing and uh, rate us if you haven't rated us yeah us actually po- podcast Facebook. reviews
1: help a lot yeah we. I, I always tend to forget those or we leave them to the end but I think getting it out of the way at the start like you did last week is probably a good idea um, so yeah go and review us on iTunes or Acast or whatever it is that you listen and download to us on recommend us to your friends share us on Facebook do do the social thing. Challenge us back
0: as well. If you don't like us, get involved. Well, oh, don't dear like God, if, you don't don't, agree, if you don't agree with what we say, go and challenge us back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like us, that's fine. Just, just, just don't listen to us. But <laughs> <laughs> if you don't agree with us, challenge us. I like that. I like the interaction.
1: Oh, dear. Right. Anyway, this is going to be a bit of a different <laughs> show. Um, we're obviously a quarter of the way through the season at the moment. So, what we thought we'd do is it got to sort of Monday and we were like, oh, we've got a pod tonight. And then we were kind of like, what can we do that's different? So we, we ran some polls um, for, well, basically for the whole of Tuesday. Um recording this on a Wednesday night and we, we basically got some results from sort of the hashtag MBN UK fans on Twitter uh, with regards to some of the questions that we posed. Now, we had a, like a huge catalogue of questions, didn't we? Um, yeah. That basically our double clutch team had put together. That's so that's 18? like, yeah, t- 20, 22, 23, quite, were quite a lot. Um and that was like myself and you and, and Joe and, and Hugh and Ross and like a bunch of the other guys all putting together these these random questions like, you know, do we, did we like the, the the shot clock changing and games of the quarter and things like that, which we will get onto because we kind of picked 12 and ran with it. Um, so this, this is basically a show where we're just going to talk about what NBA in the UK, what our, you know, our listenership, our community thinks about the, the season so far. I mean, just off the top of, your head. I mean, are you enjoying this season so far?
0: What? What a silly question. Am I enjoying this <laughs> season so far? No, I I hate it. That's why I talk about it almost every day. Even well, well, well. well you know,
1: part. you might have been that that moany person. He's like, oh, there's no defense.
0: Well, I, well, no, I have gripes with bits, but that doesn't mean <laughs> I don't enjoy it. Um, I I kind of I the rule changes. The 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 you mentioned the shot clock. I'm kind of in on that. Uh, I think I think, I think it, most people are. It's, it's sped the game up in a good way for me the the freedom of movement and the impact that has on defense I'm not entirely convinced by yet but there have been some phenomenal performances um, so far this season which I think is is always awesome especially if you're uh, a new fan getting involved in and you sort of hearing about these guys who are putting up uh, the buzzword for the season so far which seems to be 50 piece yeah um, <laughs> then it's all great. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's NBA basketball.
1: Yeah, and I think the social drive we've seen, certainly in the UK the last, like, month or two months, has been, like, it's higher than I think I have I ever remember seeing it. I mean, obviously, the Sky deal was announced fairly late, um, which we were... Day before. Yeah, we were pretty critical of when it was announced, but, like, since it's been running, I, I have to, like, they've done such a good job so far. I know they've had their ups and downs. Some of the games were cut off during... Critical points at like three, four o'clock in the morning, which is obviously going to piss people off. Um, Hang on, w- were we cr- critical at the start? I don't remember that. I think we were purely we were... because it was it was it was, was signed it. so late, and people right, were okay. deciding whether or not they needed their Sky Sports package for the NBA season. Right, um, got So you. that kind of gave some people, you know, those of us who don't use League Pass. I say those of us, I've got League Pass. Um, those are the people who, who basically, you know, have one subscription or the other. Um, League Pass is a lot of money as well. Like, and, and if you're kind of a casual NBA fan or you're not, you're just getting into the sport, making that commitment to have League Pass is probably a little bit too much. Whereas at least having Sky Sports gives you the selection of watching games when you want to, which is obviously then sort of backed up by the fact you get your Premier League football and your, your rugby and. Other what? stuff other stuff that Mike Miller hasn't watched since um, Stan Collymore was playing for Liverpool.
0: Actually, yeah, no, Stan Collymore was playing for Liverpool. Yeah, so <laughs> <then I'd probably laughs> followed yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And, yeah. and that would have been post-John Barnes. Because I always mark it back to when John Barnes was sold to Newcastle. And um, I'm pretty sure Stan Collymore was around after that. So maybe, I, maybe I've maybe i been lying to people about the last time I watched football properly.
1: Hey, my mighty my, my Norwich City were probably still in the Premier League back then. That was a while ago. I tell you what, I do remember when Darren Huckabee was there. Oh, that that one
0: that that one too far ago. <laughs> well, no, no maybe maybe I'm thinking the first time then because I'm thinking like back. oh forget this. My football knowledge is terrible. <laughs> Let's not talk about football. No one
1: came here to listen to this. No, they, they didn't come here to listen to football. But yeah, we basically put together this spreadsheet of a bunch of questions. You know, the ones we just mentioned. Uh, Guys, we kind of forgot who were in the league. I mean, I forgot Greg Monroe even existed. I think you said you'd forgot Chandler Parsons was a, was a thing. I hadn't um, really
0: forgotten. I just wanted a chance to slander Chandler Parsons again. Okay, um, go for it. <laughs> so he's, he's probably the, the third highest salary on that Grizzlies team, and he's played like six games for them in two years. Um, oh, dear.
1: Yeah. Right. So, basically, the 12 questions that Mike put out on Tuesday. How long did they run for? 24 hours? Something like that? 24 hours. We just did 24... 24- Quick hours.
0: Yeah, it's 24 um, pretty quick good hours. Response. I, 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 there was a lot of conversation and buzz going on. It was good. It was good to uh, to see everyone getting involved and enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, it's something that I know because we've had some some of the people who've joined us recently have got a bit more of a sort of social media background in terms of like their working life. Um, building up our engagement levels this year is probably going to be something that we're targeting a bit more often, um, especially when you know you speak to guys like Ben Golliver, like Josh did, where their whole show is built around sort of fan engagement every week. So it's something that we're going to try and work in, something that we've probably been a bit bad at. Um, we do it, but we never really have specific shows, kind of like this one where we've gone out and got some bits and bobs from people to sort of build our discussion around. But we went, we posted these 12 questions, you know, with no warning. We kind of, in, in future, we'd we'll probably give you a bit of warning so that you knew, like, if you were listening to this show and you didn't have Twitter, you could find another way of voting. Um, you clearly so, didn't see my tweet then. I'm pretty
0: sure I tweeted on the Monday night saying... Oh. You might you normally expect us saying listener, you know, give us your listener questions. We're going to do something completely different or something else. Definitely put that out. Thanks for reading my
1: tweets. <laughs> hey, I don't spend twenty four hours on, on on double Clutch's Twitter feed. Uh, that's that's right, Ross's yeah. job. That's what are you on about? Your loss, um, but Ross yeah. McLeod, That's his job. <laughs> um, so yeah, number one, we uh, the, the number one question we put out was um, who's been the best team throughout the, the first quarter so far. So yeah, basically we'll, we'll go through sort of the votes. We had we had obviously, like we said, a bunch of different options that our team had, had done. But Mike kind of narrowed those down, didn't you, to sort of the ones that were picked the most, or some yep. of the most intriguing ones, which would probably you know have have started some conversations on Twitter. So we had the Milwaukee Bucks as one of the options, the Denver Nuggets and the Toronto Raptors as the as three best teams, and then we obviously gave you the option of another. Um we actually did get another that came in which funnily enough was the Orlando Magic and the Charlotte Hornets. There's a lot of Orlando Magic fans in the UK.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if you saw the uh, the slack chat that spiraled out of this a bit <laughs> a bit later on the me and Ross <laughs> about how how there is how where do these magic fans come from? Uh so we're trying to work out whether it was the Shaq Penny era, whether it was uh the D12 era or whether it was like family holidays to Disneyland, or I don't, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean like it's it's of all the franchises to pick it's an odd one in that the glory years have been sparse i think it's a fair assessment they've they've had, they've put together good teams but you know they they never won a title uh they've, they've not been around that long relatively speaking and yet they they have what seems like a massive following over here so i'm intrigued to find out and i'm not i didn't mean to cause offense if 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 by saying about maybe it was a holiday thing, but uh, I'd be intrigued to know how people came Magic fans because it's uh, an interesting franchise.
1: Well, no, that's a legit thing. I guess if you're you know a neutral and you go over to the states on holiday, like the fir- the place you go in the first game you go to, like you- some people can use that as a way of picking their team. And if you go to Orlando, then yeah, you're gonna fall on Orlando same way as most a lot of people go to New York and fall on New York. So. That's that's just the way the way it works out. But um yeah, Charlotte and um, Orlando accounted for thirteen percent of the sort of other vote. Um Milwaukee got eight percent, which shocked me to be honest. I thought they'd be higher than that. Um they're having a fantastic mm-hmm. season. Denver, thirteen percent, and then the the overall winner by I think a clear majority was Definitely Tor- a clear majority. <laughs> yeah, it was the Toronto Raptors with sixty six percent of the vote. Um they've had a phenomenal season. They're currently twenty and five. They they lost against Denver the other night. There were some dodgy calls late in that game, but yet another, you know, exceptional performance from the likes of Carl Lowry and Kawhi Leonard and OG and Anobi stepping up. It's nice to see him out there doing big things this season after you spoke to him at the other year. But um yeah, the the Raptors won that one fair and square. And I I don't think we can have too many complaints about that one. No, I th-
0: I think it's 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 a very straightforward question. They've gone best team and and unsurprisingly the team with the best recorders it is considered the best team at the minute. It's going to be. I'm, I'm intrigued to see. We'll get onto this a bit later in, in some of the 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 games of the year thing. I'm intrigued to see how much of this is skewed based on on the victory they had recently that we'll get into later. Yeah. Um. But they are they have got the best record. They've got an incredible roster. They're playing really well as a team. Um. And they're just a fun franchise anyway. So I am not surprised in the slightest that this is the best team.
1: Yeah, and when we this was going back three or four seasons now, but back when we were on the old website, we ran a, a another poll where we sort of gauged where the highest fan bases were, and the Raptors won that by quite some way back then, and that was four, three or four years ago. So there's a big Raptors fan base in the UK. I know there's some quite vocal ones who follow us on Twitter, but yeah, no, that's not surprising. I mean, there's nothing to say about the, the you know the Bucks and the Nuggets. They've both had sensational years. Denver, especially, if you consider. You know, nearly every team in the West is is playing well. There's only one dodgy team in the Western Conference, and it's the Phoenix Suns, and they're not even that bad. Um, <laughs> what the Suns, the four and twenty Suns, aren't they play even that in the bad. Western Conference? For God's sake, like it's they're just gonna get. If you're bad there, you're gonna get beaten up every night. Um, it's almost almost like
0: you're uh, plugging an article that's not yet published um, that may explore that idea, but. Ooh, four wins. I wasn't aware set, of this article. Oh, well, yeah, no, it's, it's sat in draft, so I need to make a couple of edits to it, then I'll be good. Um, oh. But uh, the Suns, four wins, and I think, speaking to Ross, our resident Suns fan, um, seven losses by more than 20 points. That's, oh, that's not good. Yeah, that
1: hurts. <laughs> that's that, <laughs> that, horrific. That, that, that hurts a lot. Um, so, yeah, no, and, and Charlotte and Orlando being in there. I mean, I understand why, why they're both in there, both having seasons, I think. Beyond their expectations set so far, um, yeah, I think the best
0: team though is very much that's that's yeah that's showing your homer if you think that they're the best team. But you know
1: that's cool. Yeah, I mean personal preferences. I think when we both did it, we both had the Toronto Raptors. Um, you know, by the time we get to the quarter two and do this, it could be somebody else. That's just the way these are going to go, and it, it will actually be quite interesting to see. Now that we are going to do these quarterly reviews during the season to see who's you know where opinions have swayed and who's changed and how the league's obviously changed it over a course of two months, so um, yeah, yeah, the uh,
0: majority of our guys, had, I think there's five out of the the ten that did it had had the Raptors, so. That's not far off being 66%, 50%. I'll take that.
1: No, not too bad, and most of NBA and UK have agreed as well, so that was a bonus. Question two we posed was uh, who was the worst team of the quarter, and um, funnily enough, we we had you know we, we gave we gave the options again. We had 11% for the Chicago Bulls, 31% for the Phoenix Suns, which we just mentioned. 54% <laughs> went to the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is unsurprising. And then we had a couple of outsiders put in um, sort of votes on the the Charlotte Hornets again. So I don't know if that's, you know, because someone just voted them the best. So that's got to be a different person who's um. Absolutely not. It's the same person. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I I did some digging. Uh, blow I think, my I logic completely. A, yeah, we we have someone who just wanted Charlotte said a lot, and I I think they have uh, <laughs> achieved their goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's cool. Hawks oh, and the and the Atlanta Hawks, folks, which yeah. is is not surprising either no. given their record. Do you know what's what's interesting is, um, again, I'm going to give a shout-out to Ross here. Uh, the Suns are so bad they can't even win the worst team, uh, was his quote today that made me chuckle. But um, the Cavs, LeBron disappears. Most of our guys, before the season started, had this team as a playoff team. And I know they've been without Kevin Love, yeah. and I know that they've sacked uh, Tyron Lue, but do we really think, look at this team, do we really think they were capable of making the playoffs with Kevin Love who was unable to make the playoffs at any point in his career before he went to Cleveland and joined LeBron?
1: No, and I and I saw a the headline article earlier that said Tristan Thompson is now the forced to lead the Cavs. It's like that's a little bit worrying if you're a Cleveland <laughs> fan to be to be seeing that. But yeah, they've been they've been Straight horrific. The one seed it's actually quite a difficult one because like the the Suns, as you were saying, they're bad. They've got two very young. You know, they've got a very young core there. DeAndre has been getting a lot of stick as well. Booker's had some get times off, but he's also had some fantastic moments already so far this season. But then, like, you switch to the the Eastern Conference and the Bulls have not been great. Zach Levine's been a, you know, a standout player throughout their their season so far. Um, So he's been worth watching. The Hawks... Are just a garbage can like Trey Young is the only reason to watch <laughs> that team um th- there's no you know if they didn't have him they would probably be the worst and most boring team to watch because they just don't really know what they're doing but Trey Young gives you that added sense of well it's almost like unexpected see because he's pulling up from you know the logo and making making shots which is which is ridiculous and his defense isn't there whether it ever will be there I don't know but he, he's He's certainly coming to the league and is, is making a splash. And every time he plays Doncic, he's he seems to be, you know, up in his game. That
0: that that is not
1: a rivalry. Can we
0: just, <laughs> just stop trying to make it a rivalry? I, I I get what you're saying. I think the reason why people don't aren't as down on the Suns as being the worst team is because there's an element of hope. I think that's what you're sort of alluding to with Booker and, and Aiton. Even though they've you know, Aiton's been criticised, <laughs> the Cavs are just utterly hopeless right now. They they have nothing. There is nothing like you mentioned, Zach Levine. Well, that's that's the glimmer of hope in Chicago right now. Although Markinen's back, so fingers crossed because he's in my fantasy league team. Yeah. You know that he makes a difference. uh you mentioned Trey Young at, at the Hawks. There's all that element of hope. The Cavs, nothing, nothing at all. Don't come at me with Colin Sexton because that's not <laughs> happening. Um. This, yeah, they are just, and it, it, again, a testament to LeBron that that he carried. Uh, I think I've called it before, c- carried the corpse of the Cavs to the finals. Um, the Bulls, I just, I've got, I've got a nitpick this Zach Levine thing. Everyone's cracking on about how amazing he is. How many times we talk about uh, i right, good stats, bad team? I, I, I'm really concerned these are empty stats. Like, fair enough, he's he's got to get out there, get his numbers, but I don't know. I, it's not it's not converting into w's for me so i think that we need to sort of temper this Zach Levine is is uh, a
1: demigod talk and um
0: well yeah. i th- i think that gets
1: amplified <laughs> a bit because of the injury troubles he's had and coming back and then doing what he's done with the injuries he's had you know the kind of makes everything look look probably better than it has been but the Eastern Conference this year has not been great. And if you go across and look at the the sort of win totals between the two teams, like if you go to the West, there's only 5.5 games which separate 1st and 14th, which is just, you know, it's Ridiculous. absolutely insane. Um, so the, 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 the West has traditionally been a war zone. Like if you're a new NBA fan and you're listening to this show for like the first time, like the West has traditionally been tough, but this year seems to be exceptional.
0: But you know what as well, like the West, like we've... Been going on about how lopsided the West has been as well, with with one or two key teams right at the top. Oh and yeah, then, the then Warriors are too good, <laughs> and we keep going on about parity. Well, this is parity, and it's not just parity. The West is anarchy. It's like it's <laughs> insane. Like, I don't remember a time at all where you know a quarter of the way through the season, every team was this close. It's just it's just nuts. It's absolute. We've gone from from once in parity. Careful what you want for, because what you've got is anarchy.
1: Yeah, and there's anarchy in the Golden State locker room which has obviously caused anarchy on the court and everyone's been taking advantage of that, so but the question is can they just flick that switch and get back to how they, they were? We'll have to, you know, see where we are at, at Q two and see where the, the warriors are. I mean, they're playing bad and they're still fourth. <laughs> they've still <laughs> yeah. and they've still won sixteen games.
0: <laughs> yeah, very very true. I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm thinking two through 14 rather than what I expect will be the one seed at the end of the year but yeah it's just it's just nuts how how tight that is at the minute
1: well there's two teams in there that have certainly bucked the trend in terms of um the way the league's going and everybody taking more three pointers in the the clippers and the grizzlies and we'll get on to them now when we discuss question number three which was the most surprising teams of the season um we had quite a few people uh, jump in with some of their own. For this one, we had Boston come in. They've obviously not been great so far this year. Um, Josh Coyne wrote about that a while back, so please go and check that out. Um, the Sacramento Kings in there, they were off to a right hot start, red hot start. Um, the Hornets are in there again. There you go. There's your Hornets plug. Um, <laughs> the Orlando Magic got 14% of the vote. The Grizzlies got 26% of the vote. And the Clippers took 54% of the vote. Um, so they won that one by quite some margin. The Los Angeles Clippers, a team full of nobodies, unless you count Danilo Gallinari because he's European. So, you know, we, we, we waved the flag for those guys. Um, I, was,
0: I was in Italy about a year ago and I saw a, a cardboard cutout of Danilo Gallinari in, <laughs> in, a, in a bank and it
1: was, uh, it was amazing. That's amazing. That is amazing. But yeah, like I was saying, the, the two surprising teams of the year, certainly the Clippers and the Grizzlies, um, either one of them could have won and I think most people would have been fairly happy with the decision. I understand why Orlando are in there because, you know, they're doing it with, like, bigs and, they're, uh, and they're, they're sort of grinding their way through some of these games especially in like results against the Lakers and stuff which we'll go into a bit later but like they they are you know exceeding expectations as well but the, the Clippers really stand out because there is no star there and they're in the second you know they're the second team in that city which always means that nobody really cares about them um, so going out on a national stage and doing what they're doing is, is really impressive a lot of guys in contract years Going out and playing really well, Montrezl Harrell, who we can, we get onto later, you know that there's there's some fantastic players there. And the Grizzlies, who you know, as we mentioned at the start of the show, Hugh wrote a fantastic article about. Go and check them out. But th- these two teams buck the trend in the fact that they they both don't take that many threes, and they certainly don't make that many threes. So you've got two teams, both in the sort of top echelon of the Western Conference at the moment, that are going against the grain and are sort of thriving from it.
0: Yeah, and you've mentioned the lack of superstars uh, in, in in L.A. Well, for the Clippers at least, and <laughs> it it's it's a thing of beauty right now. I, I absolutely love it. This whole like, I, you know, I'm not convinced it's going to last at all. But we're in an era now where people are saying that to win you need two or three superstars, and they're out there, and so that thus far have been able to put couple together wins with a team that has as you say, no, no lead star. They have just like a spread of players. We're seeing guys like Tobias Harris really shine. You mentioned Harrell. They've got just so many sort of cogs who are stepping up and completely filling their roles. And if it continues, then I, I would love, honestly, if I could have anything this season, and this this sort of links to the anarchy, it's just the, <laughs> just the absolute upheaval it would cause if this team went deep in the playoffs. Because... Everyone is saying, you need superstars, you need superstars. And maybe it's actually, you know, you just need five guys on the court at once who are willing to play for each other. And that's yeah. what the Clippers are doing for me. Uh The Grizzlies, constantly, perennially underestimated. I don't think, you know, no matter how much older they get, I think, because I was, what, 33, 34 now? And Conley's 31? They, they continue to age, we continue to expect them to drop off, and they continue to prove us wrong. When they're healthy, this team wins.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and just going back to the Clippers, like, it, 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 this is a testament to the fact that it, well, I'll start that again. Martin, the Polish Hammer has, you know, for years been the, the guy who got all the blame in Washington. Now he's over in Los Angeles with the Clippers, they're playing pretty well, and you look at what's going on in Washington; like it's just more proof that it has nothing to do with him, or never had anything to do with him. In who the first place, who gives him all place. the
0: blame? Hang on, wasn't it?
1: Isn't it just John Wall who blames? This has it? been a, this has been a, just been a thing in general. Like it, obviously, a lot of Wizards fans have done it, but you you can't pick on him anymore now that he's left. And you know he's got 11 years in the league, I guess. So he's probably in the veteran era, the veteran level, and is on his way out. But um. He, definitely he, in the veteran level. He's definitely helping helping the uh, the Clippers this season. Along with Lou Williams, like you've got two guys there who are both making massive impacts. Lou Williams especially, like, he's so clutch, it's unbelievable. In fact, he's the best he's the most clutch player in the league. If you go on NBA.com stats and check out the you know clutch performance, he's number one. Um so yeah, they 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 are doing it all and they've had, you know, Shy Gilgeous Alexander's been a real spark for them, who I know Joe's talked about in detail on previous shows, but that they've kind of chucked it all together, and it's more proof that Doc Rivers is actually not as bad a coach as people said he is. Especially Joe Herbert. <laughs> Don't single Joe out in <laughs> his doc entry.
0: We've all not when he can't defend himself. We've all we've all slandered uh, Doc in the past, but yeah, he is. Um, and we'll get onto him in a bit. In another question as well, but yeah, he is doing something slightly different to what we expected of him. I think that's fair to say.
1: Yeah, it is indeed. Anyway, the Clippers, yeah, certainly the uh, the surprise of the season so far. Um, question number four was who has been the most valuable player throughout the first quarter of the season, and this one was thrown all over the place. Uh, <laughs> we had votes for Kawhi Leonard, votes for LeBron James, vote for Kemba Walker, votes for Nikola Jokic. We had a couple of votes for Anthony Davis. Um, Steph Curry got thirteen percent of the votes, and Embiid got thirteen percent of the votes. I didn't think that would be tied. Um, I didn't think that would be tied. And running away with it is the NBA 2K cover athlete and Greek superstar and possible greatest European player of all time in the future, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo with 65 of the of the votes. Not surprising
0: actually. Like I'm not. It, he's he's my pick, and I'm pretty sure I voted for him. If yeah, I definitely did because I voted. <laughs> so I wouldn't have voted for anyone else. Uh, so so the three options, because people are probably wondering why Steph's in there. So that was a, a hat tip to a, another article. Go check out on DoubleClutch.uk of uh, our early contenders for NBA, NBA MVP, where Hugh makes the argument that Steph should be in there based on his impact, despite the fact he's had injuries, based on his impact whilst he was playing. So I think they were 10-2 and 2 before, he went, uh, before he got injured. Um, yeah, That, he's, he's that article his- doesn't look
1: great on me, because I should have thrown my vote in for Carl Lowry in this poll.
0: Uh, we wouldn't have made it, so I'm, I, made, I'm, I
1: chose which three were going on there. Oh, but you should have added it as a a, a thing
0: at the end. I should have. Um, you should have commented. But, yeah, I was surprised <laughs> that Steph got 13% of the votes, to be honest. Because when I wrote it in, I was like, this is just going to get... A, people are going to call us out for this, but never mind. Embiid, I thought, should have deserved more. Um, Absolutely.
1: Like, he's, he's, he's having an unbelievable season. I mean just picking off the stat line from basketball reference 25 starts 17 wins 8 losses 23 double doubles and a triple double Uh, ah and he's had two 40 plus point games this season already and 11 30 plus point games he's just i've never seen anything like it considering all the injury problems he had and the woes like to do what he's doing is he's actually he's probably the only bite spark for the Sixers so far like i know the Sixers are playing well jimmy butler's coming and having the immediate impact but like Ben Simmons isn't really developed too much like he's got no jumper and he's still like he's still a brilliant passer don't get me wrong. But you,
0: you say you've never seen anything like it. Teams I'd just, are like to to him. just change your direction slightly to a guy who's got some votes on that list. AD. How like isn't AD just MB? but with yeah. more skill.
1: Yeah well like, I this, you got probably Jokic like there as well like,
0: actually. Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't think Jokic is quite on the same level yet. and I. But I think he's deserving of being mentioned in the conversation. But everyone's saying, like, Embiid is doing things we've not seen, you know, since the 90s, and well, that's not necessarily good. Um, and, you know, he, he's the, the best big man in the league. And it's like, well, hold on, AD is still there, and AD is still putting up almost identical numbers. And, yeah, you could look at their records, and Philly are 17-8 and eight compared um, to the Pelicans, who are 12-13. and 13. But you said at the start, like, about the Western Conference and how tight that is. Yeah, I, I don't think I, you know, I don't think there's that much difference between those two rosters. And yet, AD constantly because it's a smaller market, and he's not in the uh, the Twitter Hall of Fame. He, is, uh, <laughs> he he's overlooked, and that that kind of bugs me. A
1: That's a fair point. That's a fair enough point. I think Jokic has been phenomenal this season.
0: He has. He has. I guess, he's, he's someone
1: who also uh, suffers from
0: being in the market he's in. He, he's a great player. I, I, like I said, I don't think he's quite that level yet. But We
1: also seem to have an attitude problem. Like He would not commit on defence last season. And this year, he's kind of turned that around. And he's also a bit more of a willing passer now, which has you know, spoken the fact that he's had so many triple Jokic. doubles this season, I can't count.
0: What, you think Jokic is more of a willing passer this season? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, that like I I don't have an argument against it, other than he was considered the one of the best passing big men already last year. So like, well, he averaged you... six
1: point one assists a game last year. This is already up to seven point five this season. So that would suggest yeah. to me that he's already passing the ball a lot more. And the Nuggets are playing a lot better than they were last year. They're not They're, scared yeah, of anybody I anymore. No, they last, be. and I, we've said it before. Like you know, there were games certainly against my Lakers where like the the Nuggets would come in vastly superior team. And end up bottling it because they weren't quite there, and they're not really doing that this year. It's the same with the Raptors. Like, it's amazing what Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green have done to that team. Like the way they they've started to close out games this season. Like the, the league is is in a in a smarter place. than I think it's ever been, and, and teams are, are, are getting better at you know being teams. Whereas the, certainly before, like the Warriors, there was a lot of individuality in the league. That's still there. Don't get me wrong, but like t- we are seeing like real team get team play at the moment and it's just been great to watch
0: yeah I, I totally agree um, I'm going to swing the conversation slightly now Kawhi Leonard do you think he's <laughs> deserving to be in there that's, that's a big swing I know but do you think he's deserving to be in there purely on the basis that as great as he is he's played 19 games of a potential 26 so he's only played about 80% you, it, it, is, is that enough Steph Curry's state? only played 14 yeah I know but I told you why Steph Curry was in <laughs> <laughs> So, so, but do you, do you think he deserves to be in that same conversation as those guys
1: yeah I, I think he's, he's kind of I mean he's playing at a level which is similar to the level he was before he was injured um last well he was injured most last season in San Antonio but it's to like to, to, to make that move and to sort of up his roots and do this in the the Eastern Conference and kind of prove that he's the big dog like we've said it before it's probably when me and you were like, like last on like debating is he the best player in the Eastern Conference right now um he probably is up there with the likes of Embiid and you know Kyrie and people like that. But I I, th- I think he deserves to be in there. I think for what he's uh, he contributed to that team so far, then yeah, he's got to be in with a with a shout. I mean, I have I I'd, I'd personally put Carl Lowry in over him because I think he's done a lot more and he's played nearly. He's played every game. Um do you know what? I, I was really hoping you would say no, because then I could have gone on a rant about how he
0: should be. But I've completely, <laughs> completely taken the wind out of my sails. I completely agree. he like
1: Well that was unplanned, so we've <laughs> we've agreed on something that was unplanned.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he deserves to be there, absolutely. I, I still I I realise that, that Lowry has changed his game and become much more of a facilitator and still a leader on this team. But it's Kawhi. It's Kawhi's team. You're right, he's one of the best players in the conference. I remember we had a was it last? It must have been two seasons ago because last season, like you say, he was he was well, he didn't play, did he? No, uh, and we had a, a debate where I barely got a look in um, between who was the MVPs and I argued for Kawhi. and I think you had Harden and who had Westbrook? Someone else was it? Would it have been Joe? I can't remember. Who I it can't was.
1: imagine Joe Hulbert gunning oh, Westbrook, going for but Westbrook exactly. So it must maybe. have been someone
0: else. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we had, we we sort of debated it, and at the time, like this this guy could be the best player in the league, like
1: yeah, and he that, d- that he, he he's is. the opposite of a of a superstar. He's you know he's a superstar, but he's quiet about it. Like he'll go and sign a shoe deal or whatever with New ballots, and and, <laughs> everyone, how long it would take. and everyone's like, oh my god, like, it's just why? Why are we surprised by this? The guy just does what he wants, like. He probably just, you know, finishes a game, drops 40 on whoever it is, goes home, you know, eats whatever it is, McDonald's or something, chills out on his on his PlayStation, you know, goes to bed, gets up the next day, does his routine. Like, he probably just... It, it, there is no party when it comes to Kawhi Leonard. But when he's on the basketball court, you know who's in charge. Like, and in the game against the the Warriors last week, which is, you know, was an unbelievable basketball matchup. Like, it was a real privilege to watch it. Um he spent a lot of that game obviously guarding Kevin Durant and those two have had a rivalry ever since you know KD was in Oklahoma and Kawhi was in San Antonio and they were going back and forth and Durant kind of came out back when he was with the Thunder and and basically said that Kawhi landed as a system player like he will never be any good if he's outside of this system in San Antonio. Kawhi was just like F you man he's out there proving it this year and the team that the Raptors have built around him and the way that organization's going, like they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. They're one of the best teams in the NBA right now. Um, everyone's just banking on whether or not they'll do this in the playoffs. But with Kawhi and Danny Green at the helm, I can't see them not. Like they've been phenomenal and they absolutely dominate teams in the interior as well. Like Pascal Siakam, Jonas Valanciunas, they've had huge upgrades basically everywhere. Everybody on that roster's got better, from Dylan Wright to Van Vliet to OG and Anobi like the Raptors are the team to watch right now
0: yeah I'm not I'm not going to interrupt this uh, this 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 rant I, I'm enjoying <laughs> it I, they are they are very they're very 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 good I think that the uh, I, it might we didn't ask this question but if you're asking uh, GM of the the quarter slash you know predictions for the year um, Masai's got to be there because he took a huge risk how big getting, are his you
1: know, balls that should be the question <laughs>
0: Uh, Very big. Do you what, answer. What, metric or imperial? <laughs> um, like I, this this guy, he he sacks the coach of the year, and replaces him with with Nick Nurse, who whilst he's you know been in the NBA a long time, has never had a head coaching gig and nope. cut his teeth in the, the minor leagues of of Europe. Shout out to the BBL. Um, he he got rid of the longest serving sort of. To that point, probably the ultimate Raptor the face player, of the you know, franchise, yeah, yeah. and it, it binned him off, and is looking pretty off the back of it, and he got stick for how he did it. Um, it's amazing how quiet the voices get though when yeah. the tough decisions you make result
1: in more Work. success. Yeah, um, it's rejuvenate. It is completely rejuvenated. Sergio Barker as well. Absolutely. Who? Where, it's where it's has that come way. from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but, and and I, I I'm. The past few years, we've talked about the Raptors, and I've, I've said, yeah, they're a regular season team. The minute they get to the playoffs, they're, they're going to they're gonna become the Raptors. Toronto are going to do what they've done. This year is the first year I'm sat there going, well, they've now got two guys who have been to and won the finals. Yeah, They've now got two guys who know what it needs, what is needed to take it to that level and to, to go that distance. And they're both two guys who can influence a locker room. I don't have the same reservations. I mean... This is me speaking right now. I might change my mind next week. I don't know, but I don't have the same reservations I had with this franchise last year, and the year before, and the year before that. Basically, date back to when they lost to Brooklyn in the first. Was it was the first round. They got yeah. They got beaten uh, seven.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the last three or four years, you've been really vocal every time it gets to sort of that time of the year, postseason, uh, about you know the flaws in their game and the fact that nobody would ever ever quite step up and we saw last year in that series against the Cavs that you know DeRozan disappeared um Carl Larry was the best player for them throughout that series and now he's been partnered alongside Kawhi Leonard who is a you know a former finals MVP of you know a, a phenomenal basketball player who just does everything on the quiet like you never have any off off-court issues with Kawhi apart from obviously what happened this summer with the like demanding the trade and everything, but this whole atmosphere that he's he's brought with him along with Danny Green like you can't underestimate the impact Danny Green's had on that team as well like when they're down by three and they need a clutch bucket if Danny Green's in the corner he's probably gonna make it like he's still a phenomenal shooter and they've just got the guys around it yeah but this is not the Toronto Raptors special we should probably move on (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're very very good um Question five was the uh, most improved player of the of the quarter so far. Um, we had quite a few chucked in for this. We had uh, Zach Levine, who we've mentioned, and Mike's just shot down with both barrels. Gary Harris. We had JaVale McGee, uh, Bryn Forbes of the Memphis Grizzlies. I like that one. Nice shout. 25% of the vote from our picks went to Vucevic. More Magic fans popping up, I guess. Uh, 31% went to Kemba Walker. And 35% went to De'Aaron Fox. So this was a lot closer. Um, yeah, De'Aaron Fox sort of coming away of it in the end not surprising um the start from the kings was was very impressive and he certainly jumped up um he's averaging more points and averaging more assists than he was this time last season but i i kind of my head doesn't understand this one purely because he was a high draft pick anyway like we were expecting him to get better i guess it's just because he's in the western conference and he's doing it with the kings that's impressing a lot of people
0: see i don't i don't get that perception how can he You might have expected him to be better to start with, but he wasn't. So why can you hold that against him when he does improve and becomes better? That's what I don't understand. Like, Levine has been... Vucevic has been good before. Vucevic has been good, good before. Like, because they get better doesn't mean you should hold it against them. I don't don't get that logic.
1: Yeah, and they can't improve.
0: Yeah, well, if you think that Fox underperformed last year, that's fine, he did, but he's made that next step now, so... I I can't hold that against Fox personally. Um, he wasn't who I picked. I I went, I went with Kemba. The 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 step up that Kemba's made has been amazing. I'm not like I've said before. I'm not convinced he can sustain it through a whole season, but if he can, oh my god, he's getting some money next year. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah, so, gonna somebody's going to overpay him. Yeah, Vučević said on the I acknowledged him on the uh, the podcast last week. I, I I shot down why I think he's uh, or why I don't think he's an all star. Okay, this might get some backlash from the Magic fans, Ooh, and they know nope. that I'm, I'm, talk- I'm talking to Mikey here. I'm gonna put my tin hat on, um, and it's and it's it's, it's not intended with a, with a, to piss people off, but <laughs> I said last year they should trade him while his his uh, value is high, you know, so high on the guy. I still feel the same way. I kind of feel like the Magic, like I said earlier, that their the success has been few and far between. Their, the glory years are sparse. Is it really worth it? for? You know, what's the ceiling for a Vucevic-led team? Is that one season of a late playoff seed, so like seventh maybe, probably an eighth if you get there because you've got to sustain this through the whole year. Is that worth it? Or would you rather cash in Vucevic now for some long-term assets who could grow and develop, maybe not to the same level as Vucevic, but to a decent role-playing level, and then allow your guys, your 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 sort of, your high draft pick guys like your, your Mo Bamba to to come out and and evolve as you know get their opportunity. You'll take the losses this year because it's a learning curve. They're rookies. I I just don't think this is a Vucevic led franchise. I just I, I well I, I they are. I don't perceive them to be a successful franchise while Vucevic is leading them.
1: No, but they've had a they've had a, a lack of direction for a, a couple of years now. And I mean Joe wrote a a piece in the the Double Clutch Guide about. You know how they've they've basically got a load of bigs and they're going they're sort of bucking the trend, but they they have they have very skilled bigs like Vucevic has mm-hmm. proved over the last three or four seasons how good he can be. Um, he's had a few issues with health, which is one of the reasons that I think he probably doesn't get the praise that he deserves. But he's also been one of those guys who, like you were saying, is he's always in trade rumours. Even after they beat the Lakers the other night, like a day later, there was there was things popping up about him and Andy Davis being like considered as trade targets for, for like the Lakers. Like it's just that he's part of that cycle. He's one of those guys like um Kenneth Reed, just like Kenneth Fareed, constantly tra- in trade rumours, you know, and it, it affected his performance negatively. But for Vucevic it was it was it's been a positive really. Um but yeah, no, I I understand why the Orlando Magic fans are getting in on, on that one. Kemba Walker. Great. Some of the other votes um, went to to Bryn Forbes of the San Antonio Spurs, Javale McGee of the Lakers. Uh, I think
0: that's a good shout. I y- quite like yeah. that one.
1: Yeah, uh, Zach Levine uh, and Gary Harris, like we said. But yeah, that was an interesting one. That that most um most improved. Oh, and um, we forget Pascal Siakam as well. That's a great shout. So the guy
0: uh, I did some stalking on Facebook, looking at who made all who made all these tweets, who tweeted these these answers. That Dan sounds Spry. worrying. We
1: do not encourage uh, Mike stalking. By the way,
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, shout out to D- Dan Spry for that because I think that's a great pick. Siakam has just been incredible this season. Um, you mentioned him briefly earlier how he stepped up, and I think he's He's kind of proving a lot of people wrong. Um, he's top we, five I, I, in field goal percentage. <laughs> it's well, it's nuts. Like he's got an incredible spin move. I, I remember last year in the playoffs, there was a few things he did, and, and we were chatting away about it. Like how was he finishing some of these these drives to the hoop? But yeah, he's he's even better
1: now. Um, he's got a passing game as well. He made a, some phenomenal passes, especially late in the game against the Warriors the other night. Like the passes that you don't expect big guys to make, but we're seeing that this season. Like you know Jokic who we were going on about earlier like some of the passes he's made this year I don't understand how someone that big makes that pass but um yeah anyway question six was rookie of the quarter um this was this was open Trey Young was one of the other votes with four percent uh DeAndre Ayton with just two percent of the vote Jaron Jackson Jr with uh three percent of the vote and 91 percent of the vote went to Luka Doncic which is not surprising
0: not at all, uh, unless you're one of the many people who still think he shouldn't have been the number one. pick. <laughs> In which case, you'll be sat there going, "How is that ninety-one percent?" Yeah. Um, but he's just an incredible talent. I don't know what to say about him. The guy is—he's got the kind of game like, that that's gonna mature nicely. I want to say like he's not reliant on athleticism. No, he's he's already sort of a savvy. Player and i just yeah I don't, I don't have a bad word to say about him no uh, I don't thought
1: I th- to be honest there's not much we can so we've done i mean we've done like th- the last three podcasts have had Luka donkic sections
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um I, I, i'm actually surprised that uh jaron jackson jr didn't get more love because he's been very much lauded in in nba uh media yeah. circles in the past couple of weeks about how Unique he is as a prospect, and three percent doesn't seem very reflective of that.
1: No, and DeAndre Ayton's been playing pretty well. Like his numbers are good. Um, it's just he's on a bad team and in a yeah, he's just in buried a, in Phoenix in a difficult conference. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of rookies that we that could have got in there. Marvin Bagley, Alonzo Trier in New York. Like there's there's plenty of, of, of players that could have got in there. I mean, Trey Young was the one of the outsider votes. What do you think about Trey this season? Uh, eh. That's why I don't think it's a rivalry. This whole Luther thing. I just
0: Trey's tra- tra- inconsistent. I mean, he's he is good at what he does, but he's a rookie, so he's not good yet yeah. in my mind. He's he's inefficient. Um, people keep comparing him to Steph, and I I I get the comparison, but I kind of feel it's like when Harold Minor was compared to Jordan in the nineties, which is <laughs> uh, is. Might get me some stick, but I just like then, yeah. He he is an undersized distance shooting point guard, but that's that's where it kind of ends for me. Steph is a much better shooter, and I get that Steph evolved into it. He wasn't a superstar when he entered the league, but Steph's also got some like some significant height on this guy as well, and and Steph's already considered undersized. And you mentioned earlier his defensive liabilities. Well. Okay, how how you know it's not like he's a physical body to no. where he can sort of um, cushion some of that that uh, liability. He, he he's going to need to sort something else out completely. He's going to need to be a guy who's smart, who is uh,
1: preemptive, and not seeing it yet. He has to but, be. He has to do what Steph does in the offensive end. He has to be overproductive, if that's such a thing. Like he has to yeah. make but up. But Steph's for his not lack a negative of, defender. No. Steph is, is 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 an average defender, but like he can make up for it by the fact that he is more than an overproductive offensive threat every yeah. time he goes down the court. But yeah, no, Trey Young's is an interesting. I think he one. could be
0: good. I just I just think he is maybe overhyped.
1: Overhyped. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh question six. The sixth man of the first quarter of the NBA regular season. Ooh, this was this was an this was an interesting one. Um we had 21% other votes um which were obviously votes not picked by the double clutch team. We had Terence Ross was voted for a couple of times. Um Shout out magic. Shout fans out magic again. fans again. Uh, Derek Rose this is the
0: Orlando Magic podcast at the minute. It is. Oh. Derek Rose was
1: voted <laughs> a a, a, See, a few times.
0: Now Right. Okay. So we should have had him on the ballot, and I take full responsibility for this. Cause yeah, my Miller. What did you do? I did the fine. <laughs> well, okay. There's a reason for it. Um, I can't remember what it was though. Uh, so I went through the double clutch. Um... No, he should have been on there. He totally did. I went through what we'd picked. Yeah. And uh, by far and away, the the two top picks were were Harold and Lou Williams and then there was like a three-way tie between Randall, Rose and Shrouda, um, Shrouda. and I just went oh, okay. Yeah, well okay I'm going to pick Julius Randall because I feel like Julius Randall needs some love mm. um, and I probably should have gone Rose because you know he has been very 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 good this year by his recent standards he, he deserved mentioning and Fair enough. The, the 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 guys out there spotted it, mentioned it. A few few people mentioned it. I think we had a number of wise not Derek Rose on this. Someone, in fact, Mo quote tweeted it, saying, "How is Derek Rose not on this poll?" Um, <laughs> which is a fair point, but I still don't think Rose is more worthy of the the sixth man of the year award or yeah. the quarter award, as we'll call it, uh, than someone like Montres Harrell, who is just like I I am. This guy has a limited skill set. And maximises that, like with his athleticism, his tenacity, his his hustle and his heart and his energy, all those kind of intangible qualities that he brings. And I think that's massively important for me. He's he is uh, my choice for uh, six man in the quarter, and uh, I'm I'm pleased that the majority of people agreed with me because I I you know that's you know always feels good to have someone validate your opinion
1: You did shout out to the hoops genius it was actually just in general the, the level of like chatter we got between NBA fans in this country was is great and you know that's what we, we want to see more of because there hasn't yep. been much of that ever like back in 2012 when me and Andy started doing this there was barely anybody doing like talking to each other about basketball like it was not a thing um, so yeah as you said 31% of the vote ended up going to Montrez Harrell in the end 21% went to Lou Williams Um, And 22% went to Julius Randle. Love the Julius Randle stuff. He's been fantastic. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how much I love that guy. I don't want to talk about him anymore. I want to talk about Lou Williams. (laughs) Um, The most clutch player in the NBA. The guy who's pulled the Clippers out of dodgy situations multiple times this season. Doing what he's doing at the age he is. Isn't he like his 16th season or something? He's he's balling.
0: Yeah, but it's... (sighs) Yes, he is. I I can't take that away from him. Like, Sixteen season? Kind of, like, no,
1: sorry. It's kind 12th. of what you
0: expect from him, though. Now, isn't it? It's it's just this is his role. He is <laughs> he's, he is at the perennial sixth man. I think he's only had one season where he he was considered a starter for about half of it, maybe two seasons. Yeah, those Hawks um, days. Yeah, and it's just I get it. And actually, what what kind of a testament is it that we've we've mentioned the Clippers uh, as for, for for best team? I think we mentioned them earlier, or most surprising team? We, we mentioned Doc briefly, and we'll get on to him in in the next question. And then in in the sixth man, there's, there's another two. Clippers, yeah, there's two Clippers <laughs> players, yeah. So there's, there's, there's essentially well, let's create a seventh man award, and then whoever coming <laughs> out of those two can have the seventh man.
1: I get the Harold, like, I get the Harold vote. I mean he sets he's he's incredible at setting screens he rolls the basket all the time he's constantly crashing the boards and that's one of the reasons that they they're good in the paint and one of the reasons like they they aren't shooting the three like we were saying earlier they they know where their strengths are and they play to it and with Tobias Harris out there kind of a guy you can score in the post or can go and take you outside they they've got this perfect blend going on right now and no, you know contract year helps a lot i think cuz you just have to come out and perform and guys are backing themselves um, especially Harris but yeah I I, I don't I don't have an argument against why it should be Harold I just think Lou Williams for what he's done and the clutch heroics like that to me just thinks you know triggers sixth man like to come off the bench and win, you, win your team's games um, helps Given
0: like how much um, plaudits you've just given to the Clippers <laughs> what is it about this team that has enabled you to do that as a Lakers fan without just like
1: being a little bit sick in your mouth It's called being an NBA fan like <laughs> it's not called cool being a Lakers fan and I'm not I don't, actually I, I don't think when I've ever done this podcast I've probably come across as a home like a, a Lakers diehard no, fan which is probably a good thing considering I tend to host quite a lot of these but I picked my team when I was very young and when I started doing this in 2012 like I just grew and grew and grew into a bigger fan of the league and I think everyone's like that anyone who starts doing things like this ends up growing like you get to the point where you can talk about all all of the teams in the NBA or you can bring up something about somebody somewhere um yeah like you know I like the Lakers don't get me wrong I don't know why I chose the Lakers in the first place because like they're west coast and a freaking nightmare to watch but yeah I'm more of a league fan in general at the moment I should say
0: (laughs) yeah no no I get that you probably picked um the Lakers around the same time that that kobe wore pajamas to practice yeah no that's uh, that's, that's about right which, which i tagged you in earlier this week <laughs> and then found out too much information about your choice in bedwear uh so like i'm <laughs> i said i wore <laughs> boxes stuff. and
1: a t-shirt man What's yeah, no, that? No, it just wasn't something that i was expecting to learn this week <laughs> well now everyone's learned that <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway I I'd <laughs> <laughs> uh question number eight uh coach of the quarter um as might discuss, discussed we probably know this one already but um we had a couple of others went in. Uh, we had Steve Clifford, Hoiberg. Uh, okay. Uh, so, well,
0: so no, so okay. Let's give give. So this, this is, is from Ginger, Ginger Shack. Shack, and his comment was like, "This is a day late." Was this for serious?
1: Heuberg.
0: No, no. He was just commenting that uh, if the poll had come out a day earlier, a lot of people would have gone Hoiberg, or or he, at least he would probably would have. Um, which uh, which is a fair point. And we ran the polls on Monday internally. And uh, two of us, um, God, Ross is getting more shout outs here than the Clippers and the Magic. Um, <laughs> Ross and I went with Hoiberg with as next to be fired. And then about two hours later, Hoiberg was fired and we had to go back in and change our picks. So, um, yeah, shout out to Ross for being bang on the money. With I'm that still one.
1: confused as to how you vote Hoiberg for coach of the quarter. Oh, but...
0: uh, no, hold on a sec. Oh, oh I've read the wrong question. Uh... <laughs> uh... We, Ross and I did not vote Hoiberg. Season. <laughs> we, we voted him on a question that hasn't been published and I've completely in uh, a state of sleep deprivation uh, put the wrong one in because we had Hoiberg down as most likely to get fired. You did? Definitely not coaches. So yeah, Ginger Shack was being sarcastic and I've just completely fluffed uh, that segment, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ginger Shack's not being serious with Hoiberg. Uh, Dwayne Casey... Even though he was already on the uh, the poll, got got an extra vote. He did, uh, yeah, he still. did. I
1: don't understand that one. Um, Bud was in there, and then Bud got twenty five percent. Casey got eleven. Doc Rivers got fifty two percent of the vote, which is unsurprising considering the Clippers. Um, I don't I
0: thought this would have been closer, you know. Well,
1: that might have been Joe Hall, forty six times. We don't know yet.
0: That, that, that is true. I I thought Bud would have had more votes. My choice was Casey. I I didn't expect him to be a popular choice. I didn't expect the Pistons to be decent. Well, that that's it, isn't it? It's like what have the Pistons done from last year? They've got rid of SVG, added the coach, of the, coach of the year, <laughs> and they've gone from being a team that uh, when was the last time they made the playoffs? When they went to the eighth seed about three years ago, and now they're, they're the last time I looked, smashed were, out by sat in Ex- exactly the bronze Cavs. Exactly that. <laughs> but they're 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 a team now. He's gotten playing as a team and I think he deserves some credit for that. And I get that I get that um Bud has done better with the Bucks, but Bucks kind of have a better top to bottom team for me. And I know, you know, Blake Griffin's playing like Blake of old rather than old Blake.
1: <laughs> old Blake.
0: Um I get that. Uh but I just I just think Casey probably deserved more votes. I don't have any issue with Doc being Coach of the quarter, though, because he is like we, you know, we keep we keep throwing things at the Clippers about how good they are at the minute, and he's doing it all without that superstar.
1: Yeah, I could uh, you know I can understand Bud in there as well. Like the the Bucks have been phenomenal. A lot of it is is down to the fact that Giannis just has to drive to the paint and everybody else collapses, so that that tends to help. But um, that yeah, the way they're playing is is, is great. Um, I'm surprised someone like Mike Malone's not in there actually. Yeah, well, Luke Walton's not going to be in there as Let's be honest. Is he even the coach now <laughs> that's uh, LeBron James uh, question number nine was the single game performance so far this one we had quite a lot of responses to this one we had uh, 9% of other votes we had Vucevic versus the Lakers which was his 31 points um, against them in a, in, a, in a win and I think they've swept the season against the Lakers this year uh, yep. first time in a, in a long while since Kobe was playing Um Kd's fifty-one versus the Toronto Raptors, which was which was nutty the other night, and they still lost. Um, mm-hmm. Murray's forty-eight against Boston, where he threw up the 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 points at the, the, the bucket at the end to try the and controversial, get the, yeah, three. the controversial three to to, to get a, to get over fifty, um, which pissed Kyrie Irving off quite a lot. It's um, a, can we get this right? It's a fifty piece. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Derek Rose got what was it, Mike? He got a fifty piece. There we go. And Blake Griffin got a. 50-piece. And there's the other two. <laughs> <laughs> um, 16% went to Giannis Antetokounmpo's performance, which is actually my choice. I thought that he just... You know, the game was, was fairly competitive until the point where he came off the bench after having a bit of a rest and just took over. Um, dominated inside, despite the fact that the Bucks weren't shooting great from the perimeter in that game. The Warriors obviously mm-hmm. weren't shooting great from the perimeter either, but Giannis took over that one. Um, so that got 16% of the vote. Um Thirty-four percent of the vote went to Clay Thompson's historic outburst, where he hit 14 3 pointers in a fifty-two performance, uh, fifty-two point performance, fifty-piece. Yeah, in a, in a fifty, <laughs> Jesus, in another in another fifty-plus point performance um, against the Chicago Bulls. So I guess we, that, that wasn't as impressive as it probably should have been. But see, see I, I I voted for this one, and
0: then after I voted, I went, "You're an idiot." <laughs> I, mean, I was just because like, I voted on it on the base and this is this is <laughs> one of the things like this is how records sort of last i was like he hit 14 threes in a game and then i remembered who it was against the bulls and i remembered watching the highlights where there's basically he's basically shooting on an empty court because the defense <laughs> is that far away from him and like i know he was coming, you know he went into the game in a slump and he sort of broke the well, sort of broke the slump he smashed the slump but it was against a terribly terribly poor bulls defense and afterwards, I was like, "Why have I voted for that?" Like, I, as impressive as it is, that is not the best single game performance so far. So I, I retract my vote, but I can't. Yeah, there's,
1: there's been. I time. mean, there's more than what is on this list, but this is just some of the stuff that we obviously picked out and what yeah. what you guys picked out as, as listeners as well. I mean, fifty two points in twenty six minutes is just it's just insane. Um, yeah, forty one percent of the vote went to went to Kemba Walker's um, crazy sixty point game. He became the first player in Hornets history with a sixty point. Uh, game and the second player in NBA history with a sixty-point game against the 76ers. Last person to do that was Walt Chamberlain.
0: I'm glad you didn't ask me that because I sneak trivia questions in on you and Joe all the time. Yeah, you know, I'm not that mean to... though. <laughs> and I was like, oh god, he's going to ask me that. And gonna go, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no, that 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 it, I can completely get on board with that being the, the the best one, especially when a lot of those buckets came against Jimmy Butler.
1: Yes, and um, it... yeah, and Butler was like, I didn't, I stopped him from getting. Seventy or whatever
0: 70. it was. Yeah, and but you know Butler hit the game winning three. Do you, do you think that matters? Like, if a guy puts up fifty, you know, sixty sixty points um, in a game, do you think it matters if they don't win the game? Do you think that takes away some yeah, of the shots? I bet. I bet his... it, I can imagine it does. Yeah. All right. Well, that's another thing we agree on, so we won't argue that out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you put all that effort in, and because uh, he was hitting clutch shots in that game as well, like he was dragging them back and forth, and. Yeah, like that, that's the reason and we 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 said it when they got when the Sixers got Jimmy Butler, but that's why he's there. He's that guy. He's there to do that, and he's done it since. He did it against Brooklyn the other week as well. So, yeah. But twenty, 20 of twenty nine shooting from the field, just just crazy. Um, Fifty eight points in regulation, two points in overtime. So, yeah, the all important two got him to the sixty. But yeah, f- there's been some phenomenal single game performances so far this season. Um, question number ten: Team most likely to blow it up. After the first uh, quarter of the season, this one was another one. We had the Warriors went in there as, a, as another 4% of the other picks, 6% to the Jazz, don't quite get that one, um, 13% to the Miami Heat, which was my personal pick, um, and then 77% to the Washington Wizards, which is unsurprising considering all the chaos that's been happening in there for, well, over there for a long, long time. Yeah,
0: so, so the Warriors, I think, was sarcastic. Um, <laughs> it's from the, the GG 3-on-3, um, which is uh, a pretty good cause, actually. So go and check them out. Uh, it's a, a charity 3-on-3 tournament uh, run by Martin Dien. Um The Jazz, I, ca- I can kind of see why people would say it. Yeah. Because if you look at the face of it, they're the 14th seed in the West, and they should be two or three. But they haven't brought any offense this season, and their defense has fallen by the wayside a bit. But like you said at the start, they're only five and a half games back on the top seed, and I think so. I think a lot of the context is lost in that if you just look at the standings. The Heat. I'm surprised anyone would want to blow up the Heat. I already thought they were blown up. <laughs> um, I just, like, why is this? What I don't understand. What Riley has done now. We I think we might be one of the preview shows we talked about whether his uh, his his sort of. Not grasp, but his his ability to get done what he needs to get done has has gone. That's a really really convoluted way of saying it. Uh, the wizards, yeah, they they might not be the same team today as they will be when we see him in January let's put it that way
1: yeah or indeed when the podcast comes out because who, knows what's, going, yeah, who knows what's going on in the uh, the, the capital um, yeah the, the, the Miami Heat were my pick and I think Joe would probably be on the same just because I don't really know the direction that team's going for I know Pat Riley was trying to land a star in the summer but they haven't got one I mean there's talent on that team I, I like just as Winslow I think he's a good player Goran Dragic is always been sensational and Josh Richardson stepped up um, yet again this season but like Hassan Whiteside is just like oh, I, I, I don't even want to get started but I think Bam Adebayo deserves a lot more minutes and I, I think they play him and Olenek play a lot better when they're on a the court together yeah the, it, you can probably look into that a bit more but I just generally doing the old fashioned thing of watching the game and not using analytics um, I think those two play better when they're on a the court together um, but yeah no, I, I think that the Heat could probably make some big moves as well um, it's, it's amazing how bad that contract looks now the yeah the white side one because it, it at the time it
0: was like you you kind of got to do this this is a guy who c- could almost average a triple double with blocks it's just like i like he he on a, honestly his i thought his focus was was better than this and it really <laughs> just when he was getting his 2k about, rating up yeah exactly he literally just wanted to get his 2k rating up and that was it and then one of the issues he had when he bounced around before he came into the, or before he got his chance with the Heat was about his maturity and his his commitment and things like that. And and it's kind of just now he's got the money. It's all just reared its ugly head again. The Heat themselves—they've been trying to land a superstar for years. It's really weird that a team in that location, because all the players love to visit Miami, don't want to go there and sign. It's it's really odd. I mean, who was the last superstar they signed? LeBron. Had they, they had anyone since then? It was LeBron and Bosch at the same time, and then nothing. And when was that? Like, God, I can't even remember how long ago that was. I <laughs> say thirteen. It's it's just it's a long time ago, and it's just I don't know. It, it, they've just kind of been floundering, and I get that they've brought Dwayne Wade back for one last dance. That in itself, I'm not a big fan of. Um, that's just
1: loyalty to a player who's given everything to an organization. I think that's, that that's all is, that is. is. Is it is it loyalty? He just bounced around for two years between Chicago and and Cleveland. <laughs> if it was loyalty, he wouldn't have gone there. True. He's...
0: Yeah, I don't know. He fell
1: out with somebody, by the sounds of it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, the uh, The jazz The jazz are in there, but you know, Carl Korver had a had a great game last night. Five of eight from the field, fifteen points in fifteen minutes, and like got treated like he was, you know, Michael Jordan. So clearly, they probably won't be blowing up um <laughs> question 11 was the best game of the quarter so far this one was um was interesting we had um the lakers versus the heat which i didn't quite understand i think that was more of a personal one like the bronze performance in that game was was stunning but i didn't think the game was was that was that great five uh, percent of the vote ended up going to Memphis and brooklyn which was a fairly recent game um 131 to 125 the grizzlies won that one in overtime um i think that one came from some of our resident grizzlies and nets homers in our team at the moment have we got a grizzlies and nets
0: homers i don't in think team? we've got a grizzlies one we've definitely got a nets um yeah no we do
1: have a nets we definitely one. have a net yeah, for all
0: his sins <laughs> <laughs> um that, yeah i think a few recency bias came into to this one actually
1: well, well you say that but the golden state warriors jazz one which got eight percent of the vote was from right back at the start of the season and that was obviously Your one. a one two four oh well, oh, well you know I didn't vote for that one. Um, one, two, four, one, two, three. Win over the Jazz with the Jonas Repko tip in at the end against his former team. Um, yeah,
0: but then the other one which you're about to mention was like a week ago. Yeah,
1: and Gold State Warriors Raptors with seventy percent of the vote has easily been the best game of the season so far. <laughs> so, so,
0: do you? So, this is a question I've got for you. Do you actually think this is a, a, one of the best games of the season so far? If you put it into the context of because I think people are blowing this out of proportion a bit. I get that it was a good game, but people have now been, you know, there was an interview with Kawhi afterwards about how this team's different now, which I kind of get as well. But it kind of seems a little bit insincere when you do it when basically half the Warriors are out. This isn't the same team you would face in a potential finals matchup.
1: Well, I, I'm yeah, this, uh, I'm genuinely shocked we didn't because I had a couple of options that went into our original document. Like, I'm genuinely shocked nobody came up with the, the the NBA Sunday's game that we got last weekend between the the Bucks and the Knicks because it was just crazy. And it was yeah, but it's the Knicks and we've got an inbuilt bias against Knicks fans. Yeah, but it was on a, it was on a UK <laughs> friendly time. Could have been watched True. by the most I, people.
0: Like, <laughs> and given the Knicks fans we've got, I, I'm surprised we didn't hear. Could have anything. watched
1: it live. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, and you had the the dunk.
1: Yeah. That, well, that. you had the dunk and the comeback and, well, I, I, I'm not entirely sure anything happened after that dunk. Hazonia just kind of stepped over him and then disappeared for us rest of the game. Um, Do you, right. Do you think that dunk was overrated? No. No? no. Oh, the I Hazonia of, dunk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, stop agreeing with him, man. I'm trying to, like...
1: I, I thought yeah, you I mean meant the, so... the Giannis, like the Giannis comeback one.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm So the, the Hazonia, Hazonia dunk that uh, got everyone af- aflame um it's because it was it like was because it was near he didn't realize yeah but I, I kind of feel like he didn't realize janice was there yeah and he just went out to dunk it and then i don't i, I felt janice went down a bit softly and then <laughs> he turned around and looked at him and then suddenly went oh wait a sec something just happened here yeah you're gonna die and then and then did like a mini iverson and it was just like, so, uh, I I, thought it was brilliant that he did the step over, but I kind of feel like he got too much credit for the dunk.
1: Well, he's going to get punched in the nuts anyway, is, is, oh, yeah. is what Jonathan came out and said afterwards. But he went down the end of the court and just, just did a thunder dunk after like two strides into the paint. And yeah, it was oh, it's so, it's so scary. But the Bucks looked like they were walking away with that one. And the Knicks fought back and Tim Hardaway Jr. had some great moments and... Yeah, the garden's great when it's like that. Um, for, for all the crap we give the Knicks, we like MSG. This is one of the
0: first times in 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 many years where they have the the the, the momentum of the franchise is in a positive direction. Yeah, in my opinion. Well, I think so, yeah. the
1: NBA is better when the the big popular franchises are all playing well. So hopefully the Knicks can get a star in the summer, and then that'll sort that out. He says, I like Mitchell Robinson as well. He's not played a lot, but. I... Like, it, as one of the, the young rookies coming into that team, and there's a lot of them, like, to come in and play like he's played and to match up against Giannis the way he did on Sunday night was was, was phenomenal. I mean, they won that one in overtime. Um, and another one I had just randomly picked on my list was the Warriors-Denver game, which was another cracking close, you know, came down to the final big shots. Um, we've, we've, there's, there's been a lot so far this season. There's probably more that we've missed.
0: Yeah, there's there's been... You said at the start of the show, i "Am enjoying the season?" And and yes, I like. I can't remember half the games I've watched. I regret asking that question. Yeah, was, now you're gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna bring it up like every. I mean, it might lead the, the show. Do you like, like the NBA? yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's been there's been like too many games to mention that I've, I've just sat there and watched and gone, "This is this is really really good."
1: Yeah, well, we had another couple of um, randoms that came in from from just you guys on Twitter. We had any Hornets game was the Hornets shout out. Um, <laughs> Nick Nicks versus Bucks was obviously the one that we just mentioned, and then um, well, they've played each other twice actually. The first one wasn't wasn't as competitive, and then Magic Lakers, um, where I think it was Terrence Ross hit the go ahead layup right at the end. Um,
0: yep. Yeah. The Magic fans are, are definitely getting their mentions today. They, but to be fair, though, they've grafted for it. They answered all 12 questions.
1: Yeah, they they're even going right. to get a mention in question 12, which was the League Pass team of the quarter. Perhaps the most important question, because it's the team that you should have been watching. Um, so we had the Clippers. They were an outside vote. The Bulls were an outside vote. The Charlotte Hornets were an outside vote. The Orlando Magic were an outside vote, despite being voted for the most by the outside vote. Um, <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder were an outside vote. like that one. Um, and then we had the Detroit Pistons with 14% of the vote, the Dallas Mavericks with 18% of the vote, surprising, and the Denver Nuggets with 45% of the vote. So the most you know, the the league pass team of the first two months has been the Denver Nuggets.
0: I I I voted for the Mavs, but um I totally get the Nuggets side of it. They are that there there is a a very positive vibe around them this year. Um they seem to have made that next step we mentioned them a few times already i totally see why fans uh, want to watch them on league pass they never get the shine because of because of the franchise um historically they you know they've been through years of just just mediocrity and and general rubbishness um they don't get any national games really and this is the place to watch them because they are playing a very 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 sexy style of basketball i'm going to say sexy yeah I'm going with that.
1: Yeah, work it up. I mean, Joe, just going through our document that I can see in front, he, he went for the Pistons. Ben went for the Thunder. Hugh went for Denver as well. Ross went for the Raptors. Josh went for the Dallas Mavericks. Like, you know, it was it was all across the board. So you could have kind of. You can't
0: of... go for the Raptors. They were always on.
1: <laughs> League passes for the teams that don't make it onto national TV. They've got their own TSN. I can't watch the Clippers at all. Just like. Uh, I can watch them muted, but I cannot stand their, their announcing team. Switch to the other team. There's, You're there's, on League Pass for crying out loud. Yeah, I know. That's effort. <laughs> there, I, I,
0: I do find myself, the more and more uh, League Pass teams I watch, I'm finding more and more... Teams um, you get wound up by. color commentary that I'm just like, I cannot stand these guys. Yeah. Um, I, I think I put one game on in Spanish the other week just to see if I can <laughs> pick up a bit of Spanish at the same
1: time. But it didn't work. I don't like the Pelicans either. I am quite partial to listen to the, it's, it's the his Raptors voice, and the Mavericks, the pelic- though.
0: Yeah, the, the the Pelicans guys. It's his voice which makes. I, I swear, it sounds like he's um like chain smoking cigars because <laughs> he's just like whilst drinking whiskey. He's just got this like rawr, the whole time. It's like uh, yeah, brilliant. Not not my bag.
1: Right. Before we go, we are just going to go through uh, the game of the week. So we we'll go for the. We'll probably just go through the Sky listens as well um, while we're here. Um you happy for me to go through the Sky Games? Do I like NBA basketball? Well, uh, okay. Okay. I see you're <laughs> going. Friday the 7th of December, 1 a.m., the New York Knicks are the Boston Celtics. That's on Sky Sports Arena. Um, Saturday the 8th of December on Sky Sports Main Event at half two in the morning is the Golden State Warriors and Milwaukee Bucks. That's my game that I think you should watch. That's also on Sky Sports Arena, which is cool. Um, there's another game that day, but it's at 11 o'clock in the evening our time, and that's on Main Event, Sky Sports Mix, and Sky Sports Arena. Um, And that's the Houston Rockets and the Dallas Mavericks. And our NBA Sunday's game, which is obviously our European-friendly game that takes place every week at the same time, is the New Orleans Pelicans at the Detroit Pistons.
0: I think that's going to be a good one, actually, on Sunday. Because uh, we said about the Pelicans don't get enough love earlier, and AD doesn't get enough love. AD, Julius Randle. Yeah, Pistons are playing better than people anticipated. Um, My pick, though, is uh, Friday night at midnight, so Saturday morning. Two teams that have had a lot of mentions today is the Nuggets and the Hornets. I quite, I, I think the Nuggets should should wax them, but I want to see Kemba in that matchup.
1: Fantastic, right? If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, please do. Uh, if you if you enjoyed the show and you've had a laugh, please uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Twitter at Double Clutch UK. If you're tweeting throughout the week and you're watching live games or you want to get questions into us, you can. Email us at admin at doubleclutch.uk or you can tweet us on Twitter, like we said, using the hashtag uk. Then we kind of pick up on those throughout the week. Comments on the Facebook page or wherever you can find us. We've actually opened up the comment section on the website, which is something that we haven't um, done in a while. So if, you, if you're reading an article and you think Hugh's wrong, go and comment on it. Or if you're reading... Just when
0: you think Hugh's wrong.
1: If, you, if you're reading anybody's <laughs> article, you know, if it's about divisions or whatever, Hughes article again, you know, go and comment. <laughs> uh, uh, are, you, are you trying to make me go and comment? <laughs> uh, uh, well, you've got your, you've, you've got more than a comment coming out, I think. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe.
1: So there's uh, obviously plenty of content coming out over the next couple of weeks that we'll be getting around to. But yeah, um, I think we've got a guest on next week as well, but... Um Surprise guest. Yeah, surprise guest. We've definitely got a guest coming on at some point in the next week or so, so keep your fingers crossed. Um, Anyway, it's been a pleasure, Mike. Always is. Catch you next week, guys. Thank you.